The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever noticed around the holidays, you tend to get more colds, more accidents, food problems? Have you ever noticed that around vacations, holidays, when you're around your family or even thinking about your family, you tend to get depressed, drink more, smoke more, and then, you know, you notice you have more slips and falls? If you've ever had your health plummet and your mood get not very good during the holidays, today's your day because we're going to discuss, is it holiday heaven or holiday madness? Today's world is very common to see people, oh, I don't know, starting before Thanksgiving. They're putting up all the decorations, the lights go up, and people, you know, build it up to a big lather. By the time you get to December 26th, it's depressing. Whether you're Christian, Jewish, any religion, Kwanzaa, any religion, Muslim, December to January is difficult. Expectation is huge. And people clump together with expectation and this year, we're going to get it right. And then when it doesn't, things happen. We want the heaven, but sometimes we get the madness, whether it's ours or we pick it up from somebody else. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition to stay healthy during the holidays, but find peace. And what is peace? I remember every holiday, my mother used to drag us to go to midnight mass. Now, knowing that I'm narcoleptic, the idea of waiting up till midnight to go anywhere is unbelievable. And then going to church on what was perennially freezing, number two, only to go into this church and instantaneously fall asleep. It's just like something that was so painful I can't tell you. Suffice it to say, 
we would get dragged, but it wouldn't be a local church. It would be Jesus Savior Church, where Father Cadoza sat at the right hand of God. Whatever Father Cadoza said was that. And there was a whole cadre of nuns that kind of were sequestered in the church. The thing was, it was kind of cool that the priest and all the altar boys, this is before they had altar girls, they all wore their best, you know, and then the priest would walk around and he'd blow all the smoke and the incense. And I guess smoking, blowing smoke is not the right term, but I think you understand. There was a lot of regalia. There was a, it was a lot. And then, you know, they would sing the hallelujah chorus. So that was the heaven part. It was moving when I was awake. I got the elbow from my mother. The thing is, the hell was, the madness was always something went wrong. In the church, there was a um, crosswalk. And invariably, during the holidays, people get depressed. There have been divorces that year. There have been accidents. There have been problems. People have lost jobs. And all of that comes to the surface during the holidays because people are raw. So people start drinking at holiday parties at work and so on and so on and so on. And on the way home from giving gifts around midnight after midnight mass, they got, you know, a lot of alcohol in their system. And it was unbelievably, invariably, they would run over. I know I'm laughing, but it isn't funny. More nuns got run over in front of Jesus Savior's church. I cannot tell you on that crosswalk. They should have just banned it. I think eventually they got a uh, policeman out there because they just didn't trust the crosswalk. And that's the epitome of holiday heaven or holiday madness. That a holiday or a holiday is supposed to create us whole. In many ways, bring us together on earth and communicate us with the divine. But when that happens, things always don't go right. The world is part positive and part negative. That's the way it works. Magnets are part positive and part negative. Everything has a positive and a negative side. And when we go to a holiday party or we get gift giving, we never always get what we want. There's always a lit down somewhere. Someone trips, someone falls, someone gets injured. I always say it would be lovely if we did, could get through this thing without getting a trip to the emergency room or having a copay. I try to break it through comedy, but it's usually nobody thinks it's funny. Somebody gets inebriated. Someone says something off color to someone. There's a little bit of a fight and then someone leaves early. And then the other people who are left talk about it. Someone gets chest pain. Someone wants to go to the emergency room. Someone thinks that they got food poisoning. Was the turkey cooked enough? And it goes on and on when you really know that there was something going on underneath. Someone tripped on the ice. They think they, they hurt their back again. Somebody liked the gift. Someone didn't like the gift. In the midst of the whole thing, it is, of course, the whole thing. Because holidays are holidays. They are part heaven and they are part madness. 
There is a wonderful song um, by Chris Williamson, The Song of the Soul. Dancing along with the madness, there is no sadness, there is only the song of the soul. And so expect that as our hearts get bigger, we experience more joy, but more pain. Then, of course, there's the giving. Before the show, I talked about how everybody starts buying the gifts and they think about buying the gifts to the people they like. They think the gifts that they want to get for the person they like, which is them. And then they think about their friends and their family. They may think of homeless people. They may think of kids that don't have toys because we like to spread joy and cheer. However, how about the people who are lonely, depressed, or in a bad mood, or perennially in a bad mood? How about the people who don't treat us kindly? There's a great movie, Steel Magnolias. There's a funny character in her. Her name is Weezer, played by Shirley MacLaine. And she says, I'm not crazy, or whatever her name is. I'm not crazy. I've just been in a bad mood for two decades. So she's crabby. But eventually in the movie, they show she's lovable. The people kind of avoid Weezer. The key is that Weezer is still part of the community. And Weezer has a good heart and gets a lot of money. But people don't know that. They just think she's crabby and in a bad mood and complains. So maybe there's someone in your life who's always been in a bad mood, who's never been kind to you, short of abusive, i.e. at the restraining order level, someone who's not kind. These are the people who are hardest to give to, to spread joy to. I described someone in college who would, I noticed, pick someone in our group and stop talking to them during the year. They would talk to everyone, but they would pick someone to ignore and torture. And I watched her do this. I'll call her Mary, not her real name. And it made that person squirm. What did I do? Why not? Why me? Why don't you love me? Blah, 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 blah. She would torture people. And I realized one day it would happen to me. And one day it came, we were in the cafeteria and I turned to her and I said, Mary, how was your day? Silence. And everyone looked at me because they realized, poor thing, her day has come. And I refused. I refused to have this person bring down my joy. I was going to spread joy and cheer whether she liked it or not. I said, oh, you had a great day? That's great. How was the quiz? Silence. Well, good. You studied and it worked for you, right? And they, I think she thought I was crazy. Because I was going to spread cheer and joy whether she was in a bad mood or not. And every year I give to people who treat me kindly or not. There's someone in my career who I deal with for years who's been unkind. 
and every time it's their birthday and it's the holidays, I send them a gift. And they either bitch about the gift. Um, I think it was one time they told me it would cause them to get go into anaphylactic shock. It, it was a lot of, you know, hysteria. You know what I mean? And these were gifts that had a lot of thought put into them. Or the other one was, um, or they're ignored. And I kept doing it. I didn't care. In fact, I ignored, I was being ignored. Because in many ways, she did what Mary did when I was in college. She systematically would choose someone to ignore and try to torture. So a friend of mine said, why do you bother? Why don't you just leave them alone? You know they treat you poorly. And I said, because I refuse to have them drag me out of my good mood. I am going to spread joy and cheer. It is a season to create joy and cheer. And the word in this season is shalom. Shalom means wholeness. Wholeness, the world is one big whole thing. It's not all good. It's not all bad. It's whole, good and bad, and everything in between. And we don't just hang out with people who are like us and keep everybody else away. We don't hang out with people just when they're in a good mood. We hang out with the world, short of people who need a restraining order or are abusive. My point is, it's a season to spread cheer to everyone because that's what it is. It's spreading cheer. And yes, in the holidays, there's broken bones. You get injured by ornaments. There's burns, there's cuts, there's food poisoning. There's alcohol addiction poisoning, allergies, loneliness, depression, electrocution, believe it or not, automotive accidents, illness, sunburns, heart attacks. All of those things are increased with loneliness, depression, and being in a very bad mood. Perhaps if we spread, spread chia, whether people are easy to be around or not. Remember now, you don't have to sit on their lap and spend eight hours with them. You spread chia, and then you get the hell out of there. That's all I'm talking about here. That the world would be whole, and there would be less suffering. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about holiday heaven or madness. We're taking your calls toll-free, 816-251-3555. But remember, Unity Online Radio is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. West Coast time. And you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday, Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to join me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you want to learn about medical intuition, once a year I have a summer camp. Yes, and this year during COVID, it goes on like it did last summer during COVID. We are 20 feet apart. Each person gets their own umbrella, their own chair, their own table, and their own beach towel. They have to have a mask on and we learn. 
because intuition, from my point of view, medical intuition is best learned in person. Just like swimming, just like singing, and so on and so on. So if you want to know more about today's show and how to learn medical intuition to heal mind, body, and spirit, go to www.drmonalisa.com www.drmonalisa.com. If you can't get on the line today and you want a private reading, one or two hour reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475. We will go to line one. Audrey. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Um, I have a health concern, and it's Epstein-Barr virus. I'm sorry. Say that again. The first thing you said. I have a health concern, and it's Epstein-Barr virus. Okay. Why is it a concern? Um, it makes me very tired. Okay. First um, of all, I want you to understand. Wait a minute. Hold on. In okay. the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. There were a bunch of people who presented out of the blue. They found out they were gay men in San Francisco. They presented okay. with a bunch of viruses that were usually not, were not, that people didn't get them if they were immunocompetent. 98% of all of us have Epstein-Barr virus but it's hidden in our bodies. And our immune systems are competent, meaning can go to work, they're not handicapped, and they keep mm -hmm. the Epstein-Barr virus hidden. Do you understand? Yes. Just like, just like CMV, herpes zoster is another one. Many people mm -hmm. have the chicken pox, have had the chicken pox, and the herpes simplex, chickenpox virus, hides in your spinal cord. But then if you have grief, sadness, a loss of a loved one, your cortisol goes up and your natural killer cells, your lymphocytes, don't work as well and viruses come out. So I can always tell when someone's stressed because they come out with shingles. And that tells me that their cortisol went up and the virus that was hidden in their body and taken care of by their immune system isn't anymore. That they are immunocompromised. And when you're immunocompromised mm -hmm. for a virus, you can also down the road be immuno, your can be increased susceptibility for cancers because the same cell that protects you from viruses like Epstein-Barr or herpes zoster or HPV also protects us from cancers. That's one of the reasons why people say herpes zoster, excuse me, herp HPV causes or Epstein-Barr causes cancer. It's like screeching of tires before the collision of the cars. It's not the screeching that bends fenders. The screeching occurs first. The virus 
is an example of that there's something different about your immune system because 98% of all of us have the virus, but we're not sick like you. Okay. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So when yeah. I look at you, I see a problem in a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging, Audrey. I see someone in your, you feel alone, alone at an important crossroads in your life. Someone that's supposed to take, help take care of you is missing in action. I can't figure out if they left you, you left them. Whatever it is, it's very frustrating for you because they kind of up and left. If they're there, it's like the lights are on and no one's home. This is very, very frustrating for you. Who do you live with, Audrey? I live alone. Who's the last person you live with? Well, I had a very, very terrible divorce, and when was, I had when, to wait, leave wait, the back, house. Back, 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 back. That's it. When did that happen? Uh, I left the house in August of 2018. So two years ago, 2018, you lost your house and medical intuition. That's first chakra. And you lost your second chakra, money. And injured your third center, self-esteem. And that causes grief and anger, fourth center. Since there are seven centers, you lost four out of the seven. That's you. 60% of your life took a big dirt nap. Are you following me? Yeah. How long were you married? 27 years. Why did you have to move out? Um, he had bipolar, alcoholic. I, 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 it was not safe for me anymore. Okay. I, so I didn't have a place to go, but I felt did, safe. But where, I had where did to you go? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did you go? Um, we had a second home, a very small rental home, so I was able to move in there. Are you divorced? Yes. You sighed a relief. Oh, yeah. There's a long sigh of relief. How yeah. long did it take to get divorced? It was very quick, just a few months. I fast-tracked it. I the moved out in August. The thought you moved out in August. Yep. So you stayed living with him for how long? 26 years. I look at your Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You lost, you had a radical homectomy, relationshipectomy, and your image of my life is supposed to be taken care of. You lost that. Yeah. And 60% of your identity left. Yep. Now you have to transplant that. And with that, that takes time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. One last do. question. Do you have children? <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah. Because that's totally... fourth center. There has to be. I'm sitting that... here going, the only other yeah. thing that's missing here, I smell fish, yeah. is really fourth yeah. center. And that's yeah. a big problem because you have yep. to be careful because what's yeah. keeping you trapped are the kids. I look at your head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
I see a pressure in your head area. I can't figure out if it's vascular, hormonal, or what that is. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. In the past, I saw a capacity for a thyroid, but that's not your primary problem. And fooling around with your thyroid isn't going to fix it. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I wonder if women in your family are prone to hormonally sensitive densities in both breasts. You have to be very careful, and you have to have a practitioner monitor your breasts. You might want to consider if your practitioner says it's okay, coins on Q10, 400 to 600 milligrams a day. You should do aerobic exercise every day for 30 minutes. You should be very careful about taking anything with estrogen or progesterone in it because it could stimulate your chest wall. I see increased susceptibility of putting on weight, having excess estrogen that could increase your chance toward having densities in both breasts, densities that tend to calcify. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see nausea and upset feeling in your stomach. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I see urinary I'm sorry, frequency, what? Urinary frequency oh, okay. urgency. Can you please tell me your health concerns? We're going to go to break in a second, so I'm trying to rush. Can you please tell me your uh, health yeah, concerns? Yeah, UTI. UTI. Oh, so that's the urinary thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you had UTIs? About a year. It's not just Epstein-Barr. Your immune system is making it easier for you to colonize bacteria and have them overgrow. Do you understand? Yes. And then second center is lower back, pelvis. And you have to have someone work with your pelvic floor because there's something about your lower back and pelvis that makes you not completely empty your urine. Do you understand? You have to have somebody work with that because that has to do with second center of your relationship. Briefly, tell me about your kid. Okay. Um, the son is um, almost 20. He ignores me. And the daughter is almost 24, and she won't leave me alone, wants to get together over the holidays, and I just want to be left alone, and I try to be kind. But she just keeps at me. You know, I, I think she's got, she tends to have some bipolar mood okay. disorder. This is what you need to do. You can't remove both kids. Because if you do a radical childectomy, you're going yeah. to feel it in your chest. It's okay. like you've removed all of your family. But you have to talk yeah. to someone about how to handle your daughter, who's your flesh and blood. Because part of right. her is your husband, your ex-husband. Yeah. And she can't help it that part of her reminds you of him. Right. Yeah. If you can imagine that she has to figure out how to work her brain. But until then, she needs her mother. You have to figure right. out a skillful way of doing that. I'm not okay. saying what you're doing is wrong. I'm simply saying you're going to react to it either way. So yeah. talk to someone in your nearest mental health center who knows about mood, bipolar. DBT is a very good way to look at it. It's, they'll help you figure okay. out how to maneuver your way around. But otherwise... You'll either carry her feelings on your chest or you'll carry perennial guilt that you stayed away from her. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. What is your mother's health like? My mother uh, just passed away in June of unknown causes, um, but she had COPD. 
So see, things go to the chest, and the thing is, there's enough grief in you, fourth chakra, chest, breast, lung, mood. You can't afford, you, you don't want to be left alone. You know how you okay. say, I just want to be left alone? Yes. I know you say that, but your immune system doesn't. Because then okay. you're more likely to get Epstein-Barr virus and other things. Do you get it? Yes, I do. Good luck. You take I it easy, okay? I just have to figure it out. Okay. Yes. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you Thank very, you. very much. Thank okay. you. You take it easy. Yeah. So you know what that means? That's my music. And when that happens, that means we have to go to break. But stay with us as we talk about holiday heaven or madness. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to solving the problem of holiday heaven or madness. There are so many things that are hellish that can occur during the holiday. Fires, automobile accidents, allergies, loneliness, depression, burns, cuts, falls, trips to the emergency room. But there's so much good that it can occur. I've heard so many different studies about how if there are conflicts in a family, there's more likely to be accidents, especially with younger kids. It's most important if you're feeling something undercurrent, undercurrent in a family, to take some time out, go outside, play in the snow or play in the sun or play in something. Spend some time with the kids, play with the Legos, play with a dollhouse, I don't care what you do. Pull yourself out of an argument about politics or anything. Because that's when things escalate, that's when the alcohol starts getting poured, and that's when people start to act rash, and then they there are trips and falls. And then make sure everybody in your family gets a call, because a lot of people who are older and feel forgotten. I know that that's where there's the trips and the falls and flow, um, falls on throw rugs or the bane of orthopedic surgeons' existence. So understand that when you're tired and don't get enough sleep, that's when the accidents happen. When people have fights, the next day, that's when the heart attacks happen. Yes, you're more likely to have digestive problems. You're more likely to have heart attack problems if that runs genetically in your family. But these things occur more when people aren't living intentionally or a holiday becomes a boiler, a boiler pot madness and it boils over. We will go to 
Jenna, line two on Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Uh, I read your book a couple of years ago, and I've just always been curious to get a reading. Okay, Jenna. Without asking just for a reading, because I can't stand it when people say, I just want a reading. <laughs> you got to work for it, okay? Okay. Give me an example of a problematic holiday and what happened. A what problematic holiday? holiday? What was the worst holiday Can I give you ever an, had? The worst holiday I ever had? Yeah. Um, does it have to be a Christmas holiday? It can be any holiday. Go ahead. Um, well, I guess a couple of years ago, my um, I was living with my mom, and I was really depressed at the time and I was just kind of uh being an asshole to her and was drinking a lot and um and I just kind of feel guilty about the way I was acting around her. Perfect. Because you just checked off two boxes in the holiday madness. People get in a bad mood and they get depressed. And then they say things and do things they regret. I remember one of the worst ones. There's always funny ones. There were two. Actually, I think they occurred during the same time. It was a holiday, and there were some people um, sitting there, and the person sitting next to me, I think, was one of my in-laws. And they appeared fine at the beginning of the meal, right? And then people poured drinks. I've never seen anybody change the mood so quickly in a minute. I think they're one of those people that when they have a drink, it hits their brain in five seconds. So I, it was like three, two, one. And I said, gee, how, isn't this steak delicious? And he says, what gives these people so beep, beep, beep much? And Brown think they're so beep, beep, beep much. And what gives doctors so much beep, beep, beep start so much beep, beep, beep. I, I just thought that the person inside me had been replaced by someone on the street. Are you following me? <laughs> I've never seen anything yeah. like it in my life. And then after dinner, <laughs> if that wasn't enough, I didn't know what, what happened there, okay? It was two seconds. What could have possibly have happened? The next thing was we went in the living room to watch the sound of music. And unbeknownst to me, there were two people in there who were, um, everybody has a past, okay? I didn't know this. And I thought everybody likes the sound of music. I mean, come on, it's one of those <laughs> hugs. <laughs> you know I mean? But that's why you got to laugh and think about these things in a different way, you know? So we turned on the hills are alive with the sound of music. Well, the husband and the wife get up and start to put their coats on. And, and my mother comes in with drinks, of course, because the alcohol is flowing. And she said, what just happened? And they said, we're leaving. And, uh, and she said, why? And she said, because this is the sound of music. And I'm like, okay. And she said, it's anti Hitler propaganda. <laughs> I went no, no. And apparently, the husband had been in Hitler's SS army, and he integrated oh, no. after they. This was like unbelievable. And I felt like saying, "Is there no other?" <laughs> <laughs> well, they left, and it went downhill from there. 
Okay, so, you know, my point is, is just because it's a holiday doesn't mean that you automatically have all of your issues go away. That Tinkerbell comes over with her, you know, little flag or whatever she waves, wands, and sprinkles fairy dust and everything goes away. And I learned that at a very early age. And that was, I remember, because I was raised Christian, but we're part Jewish and it's complicated. I remember once 12 midnight rolled along, it was supposed to be like this magical thing happened. Because that's what everybody waited for. And as a kid, you got your presence. And it was like this magical event. But when you got older, it wasn't. Do you understand? Because you were sold a bill of expectations. When I look at you, I see a genetic susceptibility in your family. A genetic susceptibility in your family. Someone in your life is not that healthy, in fact. I can't figure out if they've always had health problems. They suffer some some kind of health problem, but they certainly can't help you, let alone they, they have to focus on themselves. They mm. seem to be cool, distant, removed, and they're not able to help you formulate a vocation, career, or intellectual development. <laughs> so they don't help you. And that, unfortunately, has affected your third center. So you, I know you told me stuff about the drinking and the mood, but I'm telling you why, in fact, this may be incredibly difficult for you. Who is this person? I mean, it sounds like my mom, but it could just as well be my dad. It's your mother. Imagine... You keep going to a a hardware store and you expect fruit. But not just fruit, <laughs> best fruit. Do you know what I mean? And all you yeah. get are nails and hammers <laughs> and screws. <laughs> and it's not exactly something you can warm up to and it's not nurturing. But it's functional. Your mother gave you functional things. But she could just about take care of herself, let alone give you anything more than that. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So when you went home for a holiday, you bought the Hallmark card thing. And it just reminds you of what you didn't get. Let alone the father. What is her life like now? My mom's life? Yes. Um, she, I mean, she seems to be, you know, having a good time. She's working on her, you know, um, physical issues and trying to get a so vocation have, together for she herself. She does have physical issues. Yeah, we all have, like, musculoskeletal stuff and, 
and, you know, she's had other various ailments through the years. I look at your head. I see something what? different with your hand. I look at your head. I see something different with handedness. I can't figure out if you're left-handed, ambidextrous, or what that is. I see something different with how you read or learn. Why are you laughing? Don't laugh at me. I'm insecure. Why are you laughing? No, I like it because this is exciting. Um, I'm right-handed, but I... I see, um, I see something different with how you learn. That's always been an issue. You may be good mm-hmm. and coordinated with movement, but learning in captivity, not your thing. That's affected your self-esteem. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. Boy, you can throw. You can do something physically really well. But you can't manipulate numbers or columns. You can't keep track of things. Organization, planning, sustained attention, distractibility. If it's not with a ball or something, you can't focus with it. I see somehow this has affected your vocational achievement and your self-worth and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I look at your left yeah. kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. There's something different about your hips and how they're organized. Yeah. But you've functioned, you've strengthened the muscle around them so you compensate. Can you please tell me your yeah. health concerns? What's different about um, your brain burning? Uh, I don't know what's different about my my brain's learning. Um, I did a, had a really physical education in college, and um, so I've minute, been really minute. aware. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> you learned physical act. <clears throat> you learned phys ed in college. Well, no, it was more like theatrical movement disciplines. Okay, not my point. That's why I said you're very coordinated with how you move. Right. Yeah. Movement was your deal. The books did not feel like it. Do you understand? Yeah. Coordination was the deal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm a massage therapist right now. You're in a what? I work as a massage therapist right now. Once again, the body, the movement. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. It seemed I seem to be hitting the ball against a mattress. My point is, is that your vocational achievement was stunted because you have some kind of learning problem that affects your capacity to go further. I think you just mm-hmm. don't think you're right in that area. I think you either have a reading problem or attentional problem, but you convince yourself you're not interested. As a result, it affects your mood, your self-esteem, and of course, there would be the drinking. Do you get it? Not yet. (laughs) Have someone, this is going to be taped, listen to it, listen to the Mm -hmm. blog. Because I want you to know you will be underemployed and undereducated. Didn't you remember me saying that the muscles are really built? You're very, you're very, um, you're, it's all about how your body moves. But your brain yeah. is underutilized. Do you get that? Yeah. I know you comprehend this. Ambidextrous, if a massage therapist is am, not ambidextrous, I'll eat this pen. Okay? <laughs> you take it easy, okay, Jenna? 
Okay, you too, Melissa. Good luck. Take it easy. We'll go to Bye. Brian, line 61. Brian, how are you? I better not hear that whistling. No, you don't hear the whistling. I'm thrilled. How can I be of help, Brian? <laughs> Uh, I just mentioned that I had sleep issues, but I, I mean, I could identify with the previous call. I've always, I, I hated school and I struggled in school. I know, and but I'm it's pretty for a sure that I. Reason. It's a different reason. Very different reason. Okay. The first okay. thing I see is you have a very good heart. And you are very empathic and kind. But generally speaking, academics is not your thing. It just isn't your thing. However, when I look at your body, there's something different about the musculature and how the system works with the back of your neck, your throat, your bronchial tubes, and your lungs. I look at your head. I wonder if you have problems always with tension, sustained attention, distractibility. Simple tasks. Uh, yes. Wait a minute. Simple tasks work really well for you. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I wonder if people in your family have problems with stiff blood vessels problems maintaining stable blood pressure, problems with insulin, blood sugar. At times, I wonder whether when you sleep at night, there are many times when you kind of wake up, but you're not aware of it. People might hear you snore. I wonder if the tissue in the back of your throat and windpipe is floppy. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see abdominal distension and bloating. I wonder if the muscle and the tissue in your abdomen is floppy. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. Something's different with your knees. I wonder if your body sways forward and it puts pressure on your lower back and knees. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Uh, well, with, with a sleep issue, that's what I mentioned to the guy. How tall are you, Brian? 5'6". Uh, How much do you weigh? Uh, around 175, 180. I'm not sure exactly. Say it one more time. You're five six, and how much do you weigh? Between uh, around 175, 175, and 80. I don't know. I haven't weighed myself recently. 6, 12, 18, 24, 30. Have you ever gone and gotten a sleep study? I have, yes. Did they ever suggest that you might be waking up in the middle of the night? They suggested that, yeah, which is called sleep apnea. That's it. I can't say a diagnosis. That remember me saying a lot of mini awakenings? 
Remember me saying okay. that they're still in the back of your throat and neck was yeah. floppy? Yeah. Remember me saying that people in your family have problems with blood sugar insulin, which is my way of saying weight? Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. You understand that weight can put pressure on your chest that can weigh down on your windpipe. And when you start to fall asleep at night, you wake up really quick. During the day, you'll actually have headaches. You'll have problems with focus, attention. And it'll make you very sleepy. And in fact, sleep apnea, ironically, though being heavy, makes you more likely to have it. It actually increases your chance toward gaining weight. Because over time, during the day, you have all these, you go into mini sleeps and you gain weight. Are you following me? Yeah. Do you do CPAP? I tried it. I didn't like it. I just couldn't get used to it. You're going to have to go back because it's very, very serious what you have. If you don't get treatment for this, you could have problems with the right side of your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. How was school for you? Was it hard? I struggled in school. I hated school. I, I just struggled. And that's what I meant by academics was not for you. No. But you're a very I couldn't kind, wait to get out of school. I know. School is not for you. It's not for you. School's not for everybody. But doing things with your hands or helping people is something that's good for you. What do you do for a living? I service buses for the public transportation in the Boston area. Good. Boston, Massachusetts Good. area. Good. I used to live in Jamaica Plain. You know where that is? Okay. Yep, I do. So, of course, I went to BU. I used to bike everywhere. So I want you Nothing. to go back to the Beth Israel Deaconess or the Brigham and tell them that you're not using your CPAP. Are you following me? And there yeah. has to be another solution other than CPAP, because I bet you a lot of people aren't using their CPAP. Well, uh, sometimes they suggest uh, dental mouthpieces, and I tried that for a little while, and I broke a tooth, but there's another thing called Inspire Therapy, which they, I guess they put a device that keeps the airway open. It's almost mm -hmm. like a... You got to go back. Surgical. I think the surgical thing. That sounds right. That's inspire therapy. That sounds right because it can't be something that you have to do because I think that you're so sensitive you won't do it. Do you understand? Yeah, I won't. Yeah, right. The other thing is it worries me because your brain has trouble with focus and attention already. That if you don't get enough sleep, yeah. you could have accidents and stuff, drop things, stuff yeah. like that. Do you understand? Yeah. Yep, I tend to bump into things when I'm tired and I drop things, yeah. You don't, you don't want to do that. Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Who do you live with? I, have, I live with my wife. And are things different cult for you during the holidays? Uh, yeah, I, I've always had a hard time around the holidays. Who in your family makes fun of you? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. It could be, 
Could have been my could have been my parents. Could have been my siblings. I don't know. I have become, I'm one of seven. So you're one of seven. Yeah. Are they still alive? Uh, my sister just well, all of my siblings are alive except for my sister who passed August 19th. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank How have you handled people making fun of you in your life? Um, I don't know if I've gotten mad or I just I withdraw from people. I don't want to be around people because I you withdraw. I, you don't get mad. You don't punch people or anything like that. You're too kind. You withdraw, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want you to know I I'm so sorry. People are mean. Yeah, I know. You know. High academics is overrated. You understand that um, many people don't know this about me, but I read at the sixth grade level. And academics, when it had to do with reading or history, were very hard for me. I felt very stupid my whole life. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah, I understand that all too well, yeah. Yes, I understand. And I, at Brown, I was very good at failing. I remember... One of the t teaching assistants saying, the Mona Lisa is going to smile again in Chem 11 next year. It was very humiliating. And I want you to know what I learned when I finally got through. I learned what is important is not having a strong, powerful mind, but is having a good heart underneath the mind you have. And that is the greatest gift. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. And in this season, in that sense, you are very gifted. Because in the midst of all the people who've made fun of you and bullied you when they didn't even have a word, what people did to you. They never called it bullying. They just called it being mean. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. That you never fought back. You just felt bad about yourself. And you're very kind. Do you have children? No. Is your wife kind to you? Uh, most of the time, I mean, you know, we have our moments. I mean, you know. Everybody has their moments. Well, I mean, I've, I've struggled, to be honest with you, I've struggled with, you know, I've struggled with anger issues because I, with being anxious and stuff, I've tended to have a short use. So I, I want you to get help for that because having been hurt growing up, that may have made it harder. Okay, good luck. Have season greetings. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. 
Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.